I forgot to even to even ask you. Did you you know we had like eleven inches of rain on on Friday into Saturday? Couldn't do anything. I was supposed to go to Creative Pro and they canceled the show. When do they ever cancel a wrestling show? Like, eleven eleven inches, you say. <laughs> I said if you're gonna if it's gonna be rainy, I'm gonna be a size queen for the rain. So <laughs> it was bad. I've never seen a wrestling show canceled, and they canceled their show. It's crazy. So well, they, I saw they, I saw yeah. the flooding. It looked crazy. So yeah, they rescheduled it for this Friday. So we'll go this Friday um, instead, and uh, and see their like uh, their student show, and then the, actually the very next week is the uh, is their Halloween show with uh, it's Moose Chris Statlander and uh, oh I forgot the third person. Uh, I don't think anybody important, but um, Statlander is going to wrestle with uh, with Myers and um, Pat Buck. So that should be cool. I, I really I missed Statlander two years ago when she was in Long Island. So I'd, I'd like to get my daughter a chance at, you know, seeing her, which would be cool because then she gets a picture with Statlander on Friday, picture with Sasha Banks and Britt Baker on Saturday. And then she'll get a picture with Dom on Sunday when I take her to deadlock if Dom is still talking to me. <laughs> uh, she better be, and we have important things that need to happen at deadlock. <laughs> <laughs> did you uh, fuck this up for us josh please no, tell I, me you'd fuck I, it up i did not if, if there's anyone to blame it's ed battis so yeah that fucking snitch snitch but no nothing is fucked up we're all good i humbly apologize and uh um but ed battis is a snitch everybody can't see this but i'm podcasting from my grandmother's basement it looks good looks like uh, you're actually at that place that they did the bill alfonso tour uh, uh <laughs> tournament it kind of looks I, um I don't know. It just kind of looks like you're in like a Silent Hill room right now. <laughs> it is a very <laughs> outdoor farm. You know, uh, what do they call it? Like that, the uh, the fairgrounds look to it. There's a, there's a hole over in the corner and uh, I got a Joe Dirt in the hole. Really, really <laughs> adding to the Silent Hillness of it. Yeah. <laughs> silent Hillness. <laughs> when the bell rings, Butters, you better be ready to run. We don't I'm need gonna, that. I'm going to get head. my grandma really high. This is like grandma's boy. I'm going to get her to <laughs> drink some marijuana. You should have her come down here and do the show with us one night. How close? Oh how, how close are you to that town in Pennsylvania that has um, that's based on Silent Hill? Probably not oh, close. I think that's like in the like dead in the middle of Pennsylvania. Yeah, I'm not. My I, geography sucks. Someone let me know. I'm gonna leave you two for a second. I left my water upstairs. Be right back. Hold on. You guys uh, do your show. All right. So yeah, I hit a deer on Friday and totaled my car. And uh yeah, and Did I had decided to move into my grandma's this weekend and I was it was gonna happen anyway because she's getting older and it's just easier to take care of her with me being here and stuff with work and everything. So but yeah. You decided to move into Silent Hill, Marcy. <laughs> yeah, I've oh uh, hopefully once I get uh all my other stuff moved in, like I'll this all be filled in with all my cool stuff. So all the cool do you have any pets? Does your grandma have any pets? she does she has a cat well i have a cat now named goldie who was chilling around here for a little bit uh she's like she's was pretty cool with me and then last night she scared the fucking shit out of me while i was sleeping and i think that scared her about me because like she was on my dresser looking out the window and i woke up and like rolled over and it scared her and then she scared me by jumping at me so Listen, cats are assholes. That's just the way my cat was a huge asshole. I love cats, but like not waking up at two o'clock in the morning to a cat jumping at my face because it was scared and then me not realizing what's happening. I had had an ex-girlfriend in college who bought me a cat twice. First time it didn't work out. The cat was nuts. Second time, 
Like that was the meanest. I had that cat for about 16 years. She ended up living with my brother after I got asthma and indigestion from having cat allergies for nine years. Yeah. I didn't know I was allergic. So I took this cat in in college. Then I had a really bad asthma attack. And the doctor's like, oh, you have asthma as you get older. Put like an, you know, an adrenaline shot in my butt when I had the uh, asthma attack. Oh, okay. Then I get out of college and years go on. I'm wondering why I can't breathe every day. I have terrible indigestion from the from the uh, uh, powder inhaler. I'm stuck on Prilosec now the rest of my life. And the doctor, I finally see a new one. She's like, you have a cat? I was like, yeah. She says, you should get rid of the cat. It's like, that's a great idea. So I give the cat to my brother, who's not allergic. And uh, it turns out, you know, I'm, I'm, I have no more asthma and nothing except for the dumb indigestion from the, uh, from the asthma medication just destroyed my insides. Speaking so, of, you is can it see the, med- the cat. Is, you is can it see the, med- the cat right now. There it is. Oh, there it is. Oh, there's a cat. <laughs> That's uh, that's Goldie. There it is. Uh, chilling around, now, checking Josh, out what I'm doing. Is it yes, the medication? Mars. Is it the medication, or just your eating choices? No, it's it's. Uh, listen, I didn't eat like this like an adult when I was in my 20s, so it had to be the medication when I was in my 20s. I ate hamburgers and hot dogs in my early 20s, just hoping you know with enough money. And then as I got older and my tastes were more refined, I could eat spice and all that stuff. It's definitely from that medication. That medication is terrible. Mess me up. Sounds like you done just shit ton of damage to your body in your twenties. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I'm I'm paying for all of it now. That's why my brain is like mashed potatoes. It's IW Guide. Oh, yeah. It's Jay Gold. DJ Marcy here. Let's address the orange cat in the room. We have fired Jayhawk. He's gone. He's gone. He will never he will never be on the show again. <laughs> yeah, his bad officiating has has uh gotten rid of him. Uh, as you know, we have a championship logo, and our championship team does not include Jayhawk. Jayhawk is is no longer. He he said some mean things to Butters and me, and uh, you know what? We just decided that his contract was up, and that that was it for Jayhawk. He, he and, and was now, an undercover racist this whole time. He was a oh racist. My God. <laughs> yeah. to he, he said now. he he said that word a bunch of times. You know which one? Oh. Um, and then he called uh, Josh. Uh, the K word, and <laughs> you can't do that. To, no, no. Listen, he walked. That's it. We didn't renew his contract. If you're and looking for J Hall, and he said that Jay Gold has <laughs> horns, and it was a whole thing. It was, uh, it was something. It was, it was really surprising. I, I, I didn't, I didn't peg Jayhawk as a as a racist like that. No, no. Oh boy. It said he was a big Trump supporter. Loves Trump. Number one Trump fan. It was it was ridiculous. It was it was a whole thing. He's oh, he's literally going to come to your house. He is. God damn it! He's going to come to your house. I'm, he I'm doesn't know where my grandma lives. Sure. We're good. Oh. Yeah, he knows where you work though. Yeah, he sure does. Oh, he's going to sit outside when you come out for lunch. Oh boy, you're going to have to answer to him. Ooh. Well, you know what we what we didn't decide was who was going to do his uh, his what's on, but I'll take gladly take it over as long as. One of my two other co-hosts do the quote this week. Yeah, I got the quote. Uh, as long as I'm still uh, here when it goes to happen, um, if uh, not, let's go. If not, I'll wing it. All right. Uh, well, sh- uh, we got to do shout outs real quick. Shout, shout out, out to Dollar Tier, Zach, yeah. Chris, Andrew, Brock. Special Wait. shout out to Patty. Patty, hey, but Chris, I have your eight by ten, and I'm mailing it. I apologize, it hasn't gone out yet, but it's going to you this week. I promise. All right, and uh, here's this thingy. <laughs> What's on this weekend? 
All right. On uh, okay, I'm going to do the fight TV side on uh, tomorrow, which would be Tuesday. So we're going to skip that. On Thursday, October fifth, Lucha Libre, uh, the PWR from San Jose, um, is going to be replaying um, from April 29th. Um, on also on Thursday at seven, it's Sim Mania. That's going to be um, let's see, seven p.m. Eastern. Um, Grand finale of the uh, Cup Sim, the Rumble. Okay. Sorry if I'm behind here. I, this took us by surprise. On actually, Also at 7 is uh, the OVW uh, uh, live episode that runs every week, which if you've watched The Wrestlers, I'm sure everyone's really uh, wondering what's going on there. And then The, uh, the hit Netflix show, you mean? <laughs> the, the hits, the smash hit wrestling show that even my vice president of talent acquisition at work listens to, uh, watches. Um, then on Friday, October 6th, it's going to be, uh, WSW presents full throttle night one. That's at 5 30 AM Eastern. Cause it's coming from Australia. I think, uh, Cardona's on there and Sean Spears and it looks like Frankie Kazarian. And then, um, and then it looks like, uh, ICW fight club is going to be airing at two o'clock PM Eastern. That's from England. And then Santino brothers wrestling 5 PM. That's going to be Eastern time. Warrior Wrestling, 7.30 p.m. Casey Navarro versus Encore Moore. That is their uh, Warrior Wrestling 31. And then um, on Friday night as well. Nope, sat- Saturday, right? That's going to be – is Boogie Nights Saturday? Yes. <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> Saturday. Everybody's just going to be confused. Now. They're like, I don't know what listen, day it is. What show listen, is on? I don't if you know. don't have access to the Fight TV app, you don't care anyway. But on Saturday. What the fuck? What? Saturday, 7.30 p.m., our pals over in AIW are doing Boogie Nights, starring the boogeyman, Zaya Brookside, and Charlie Butter's favorite, Ultimo Dragon, live from Akron. That's the only thing that matters this weekend. AIW, 7.30 on Fight. If you can't be there live, fucking watch it on Fight. That's correct. I will be at a water park in upstate New York, but I will be watching at 7.30 from dinner, probably live tweeting it as well. Boogie Nights, the guest star, the boogeyman, Ultimo Dragon, and Zaya Brookside's first time at AIW. And also 8 p.m. will be GCW's Fight Club, uh, night one. <sighs> and then on Sunday, again, World Series Wrestling, full throttle, night three. Um, everything else, you can go ahead and take a look on the schedule. I'm going to toss it over to Mars. Over on IWTV, as uh, a busy Saturday night. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, North Shore Pro Wrestling presents their 15-year anniversary show. At 7.30 Central Time, the Premier Wrestling Federation presents Livewire 27. And then at 7.30 Pacific Time, DOA Pro Wrestling presents What We Do in the Squared Circle. And then on Tuesday at 8 p.m., New Texas Pro Wrestling has a world premiere of their five-year anniversary show. That's how you do it, Josh. It's Marsh, you're, you're the queen of this. It can't be, it can't be, uh, I, I need Jayhawk. I just need him. You need to exude confidence, my friends. <laughs> I have trouble getting through their interface. It just is, it's off-putting. Uh, you should be off-putting. <laughs> I like pudding. <laughs> Doing interviewing. Marks on the internet that ask the questions that they think are cool to ask. All right. This week we have the EVP of health of AIW, Jeremy, and I'm going to butcher your last name because my last name is ridiculous. That's why I just uh, changed it to butters for everybody. So it's easy. 
He works too. Uh, so my first question, as always, uh, what's the worst ring name you've ever heard? Oh, first of all, thank you guys for having me. It's an honor to be here. Um, and I know you asked this of all your guests. So I'm trying to think. And I think the worst name I've ever heard is uh, Lasertron. Lasertron. <laughs> he was, I don't know if anybody remembers him, but he was awful. And uh, he had the gimmick of having like the, the battle laser thing on his on his chest. And he came ring with fake guns and stuff. And it was, it was terrible. No, no, he didn't. What year was that? It was in the 80s. It was probably 88, 89. I don't know. It was, it was, he was in the, um, he was, he was in the NWA on TBS. It was always, he was always like on the 605 show. And uh, he was, he was just annoyed the crap out of me every time he came out. But you know, that was the worst ring name. And he had the worst gimmick too. He was probably really good. He was probably a really good wrestler. I didn't know then a good wrestler from a bad one, but he was just, <laughs> he just had the worst gimmick. If he got the gimmick of Lasertron, he was not a good wrestler. Let's just yeah, be yeah. honest. There's no way they gave the guy that went, you're going to be a star kid. I see it. I see I it. put some time into it because he had a mask on. It could have been anybody, you know, but I never tried to figure out who he was. Oh, we're going to have to do, if Jayhawk was here, we would have done some digging. He would have, he would have been all over it for <laughs> he us. He probably would have knew right away who it was. So yeah, we'll find probably, it. Yeah, probably. Uh, so you, so you've been a fan for a really long time then. Yeah, my the first pay per view I was ever allowed to buy was WrestleMania three, and I had been a fan for several years before that. But um, the first pay per view my parents ever let me got was WrestleMania three, and that was that's like the biggest wrestle that's the biggest pay per view I've ever seen in my life. And I was just watching it from home, but I like had it memorized. I've watched it so much. Wow! Did did you uh backyard wrestle? No, no, I only had um one wrestling friend growing up. And, uh, we didn't, we bet we like bedroom wrestle a little bit as far as like, you know, put a mattress on the ground and just throw each other around a little bit. Right. But never done any kind of formal backyard stuff. No. Okay. Jay gold. So, so for the audience, since we get through, uh, the first two questions and now that we, I have a little bit of a baseline, let's talk about your, your evolution into where you are now. So how did it become where now you are the, the, um, um, head of, of, you know, you and Patty, you're at all the shows, you're doing all the uh, a medical. How did it get to this point? Tell me about the the beginning of you of your career as far as, you know, let's let's stick to the medical side. Then we'll get into your background, you know, how you're watching wrestling yourself. But give us the story of how you've managed to get to this point. Yeah, sure. Um, after uh, after Biggins passed away, Patty wanted to go to a show. She wanted to start going to wrestling. She didn't really understand it. But I was like, I'm in, you know, I'm a huge wrestling fan. I didn't know of AIW too much, but she told me all about it. I'm like, I'm in, let's do it. And it was, uh, I think it was six years ago. We, uh, we went to one of the shows at, uh, Mount Carmel. And, uh, I want to say like Nick Gage and Matt justice were there and they, everybody was just bleeding like crazy. And it was, we were, I was like, Oh my God, this is incredible. You know, it was great. But I'm like, after the show, I'm like, who takes care of these guys? And Patty's like, you know, I'm not sure. Let me, let me see if I can find out. And she contacted Thorne. He's like, oh, really nobody. They just kind of shower off and then go to the next town. I'm like, well, you know, maybe we can fill that void. And we put together a, a half-assed medical bag. And, and the next show, we started trying to see if anybody would, you know, want to get bandaged up or anything. And they, they kind of avoided us for, for a long time because they didn't trust us. They didn't know us. So uh, it took a while to get their trust. But after a while, uh, they started realizing we're not trying to make them go to the hospital or anything. We're not, we're just out for their, for their, for their good. And, and uh, we've really tried to expand it to not just what they need, like during a match when they get hurt, but like, like uh, 
pre-stuff like helping them with, you know, dealing with pulled muscles or tears or, you know, stuff they deal with every day or they get hurt working out or something, or they need KT they put on or stuff like that. We try to make sure we can do more preventative stuff too for them to try to try to get them, get them through another show and, and keep them, keep them as safe as we can. So it just grew from there. And now we have, you know, two pretty good medical bags that we can pretty much, I'm pretty proud to say we can pretty much handle just about anything that these guys can do to each other. So were you, uh, were, are you a nurse? Are you an RN? I'm a paramedic. Oh, paramedic. Okay, I've, great. Nick, par, Patty's a nurse and a paramedic. I'm a paramedic. And uh, I've been since 96. So oh, you've been doing this years. a long time. Yeah. So tell me, what's the, uh, what's the gnarliest injury you've, you've dealt with the last six years? It, the, the worst by far was uh, this year's absolution with Josh Bishop. That was the worst one. Oh, yeah. And uh, second is probably Derek's from um, last year's Hell on Earth when he got thrown through the stage. Oh, uh, by by uh, justice, he was just he was just bleeding from everywhere, <laughs> and it wasn't that it was he was bleeding as much as Bishop did during the first one, but or during absolution, but he was just bleeding from so many different places. It was like I don't even know where to start getting this under control because it was just it was so bad from so many different places. But Derek's got two spots because he's also got got the third spot i figure i was trying to put this over because i knew you were going to ask that so derek's got third place too for absolute for um absolution this last year no not absolution but um the last the last show where he he uh was bleeding a lot uh can't think of any of it now it escapes me and then yeah. um and then ziggy gets fourth for absolution this year too because she bled like crazy too so, so which one of the shows in the last six years do you think was has been your favorite? Since you're you're also a fan, as far as uh, you know, helping the guys. But what's which show did you think is up there with like some of your favorites to either have worked or the shows that you the show that you enjoyed the most as far as AIW? Yeah, the shows I enjoy the most. Unfortunately, I don't get to see a whole lot of because I'm usually all over the place in the front and the back. So I I, I like to watch them on fight a few days yeah. later. But I I think all the absolutions are incredible and. Uh, and in a different area, the 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 most violent shows are pretty much the uh, the the bars, the bar shows, the outdoor bar shows are 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 pretty much the, the probably usually the most violent ones. But uh, I think the best shows overall are, are the absolution shows. So, what kind of wrestling? Let's go to the past first before we go to the the present. What kind of wrestling were you brought up on, and what was it like? You know, growing up. What were you, so you said you only had one wrestling fan. Where did you? Where did this come about? Then where did wrestling start in your in your career? Yeah, in your yeah, life. I just I just started. I saw on TV one morning, Saturday morning. You know, after cartoons, wrestling challenge would come out or something like that. I think it was called. And then um, I was a Hulkamaniac, so um, he was the he was the big deal then. And then eventually, I found I found the my I think I don't know if I found it or my buddy probably turned me on to it the, to the NWA shows that they had on. And you know, cable wasn't. We, I don't even think we had cable yet. I think we still just had a couple channels still. So. Um, I could catch some NWA shows like they had uh, NWA channel, NWA Worldwide, I think was on on like Saturday morning or Sunday morning. So that opened up a whole new door because it was like, oh, it was this is this this looks like these guys really want to kill each other. You know, uh, Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes and Magnum T.A. were, you know, they were a couple years into it. I, I found that they were that was really that was really cool, too. And um, but uh, I started with WWE. Went and I I did after you know, in the late in the nineties and that I did take trading because I couldn't see ECW because we lived in this area and we didn't really get ECW so um, 
I had to do some tape trading to kind of catch up with ECW and because I see it in the magazines and I wanted to see it. So, <laughs> oh, you're like you're like a real like your your background is you're like us like you're you're real wrestling fan down to even oh, yeah. the tape trading side of it. Oh yeah, yeah, that was that was the only way you could see that stuff. And so and, so you're you're did you have any laps like uh, a timeline where you you stop watching it or did you are you kind of like I went all the way through? No, the only time I didn't really watch wrestling was I was in college in from like 91 to like 95 because we didn't have cable because we couldn't afford it and it was college so that was about the only time that I had a uh, that was the most that was the biggest lapse I had was that I don't recall any other lapses but I after college I you know didn't have any money at that point so I kind of came back to wrestling because I could could at least afford cable at that point so so you're you're I mean, that's, that was all of us. I, we had, we split a cable bill. I remember in my fraternity house in like 96 and it was like, everybody had, had ESPN, you know, we had four people in the room and nobody wanted to pay. Nobody wanted to pitch it on cable. So like, okay, we don't get cable then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so y- you mentioned, you know, six years ago, you started going with, with Patty. Were you aware of AIW Cleveland, all pro, all those, all those, sh- all the companies that were running in Cleveland no, from I, like 2000 I on? Not. I had no idea that stuff existed. You know, I, I had no idea how big or how good independent wrestling was or where it was or what, you know, when they ran or who was in it. I had no idea. Wow. Okay. And so now that you're in it, do you, has it gotten you to watch other shows? If you said you watch, you know, the feeds on fight and, you know, that kind of stuff, do you watch anything else now? Is there anything that catches your eye? Yeah. I try to watch um, some Black Label Pro and I try to watch, um, um enjoy as much as i can a little bit here and there i don't catch it as much as i should um and every time if i'm not doing something i just look at fight to see what's live or what's going on i'll just watch whatever's on and and because i just enjoy watching whatever's on and seeing what else is out there do you like knowing that like you're you're a part of this like ecosystem you know and and you can see these guys that you're you know you're cleaning up and you're you're seeing them kind of vulnerable and then you can see them out there kind of doing their thing is that a different feeling it's pretty cool. It's, it's a, if you would have told me, you know, back in the eighties or nineties that this is you're going to be able to contribute someday to this, to to, to wrestling, I'd have, I'd have been freaking out because the, to be part of something that helped me so much when I was growing up is is a pretty big deal because it got me through some times where you know wrestling got me through times where things were tough and 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 I felt like giving back is 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 pretty awesome. So you work with Patty as far as as far as um, your your day job, your shoot job, so to speak. Um, yeah, uh, I work I work for two fire departments. And I work for uh, a hospital system, and Patty is my boss at the hospital system. But we met, geez, we met probably forty years ago. Um, she was I was I was like a teenager, and she was um, teaching EMT or paramedic school. I don't remember what it was, and my parents would help her, and they. Um, would tell me they would say well, do you want to come and, and be a victim and i would just lay there and, and the students would evaluate me for for fake injuries and then she would critique how they did and stuff or they would critique how they did and they always stuck me in patty's room because they didn't want me in their room because they were annoyed with me because i was a teenage boy so they'd always stick me in patty's room and so we got to know each other uh that way so were you were you were you close with with biggins with chandler no i don't i I probably met him once or twice, but I don't recall any kind of any kind of significant meeting or knowing that he was really even involved in wrestling um, until after he passed. Oh wow, that's it's a it's a strange world. You, you you can be friends with you know somebody, and then that that side of the business you never really find out about, and all of a sudden it just kind of yeah, you know, you're, and you're in but, it. And when you talk to Patty about it someday, she'll she'll say you know like she didn't realize 
probably how how big into wrestling, how much he, she knew he loved wrestling, but she didn't realize how much of a big part of his life it was. And she, one of the things I think she would rather have done earlier is is get more involved earlier when he was around to just kind of share in that that passion. It's nice to see you guys though at the shows. You you bring off a, a very calm and like peaceful demeanor around, oh, like I guess around all the. Uh, uh uh the craziness that's going on around us you know it's it's interesting to see you guys over in the corner and kind of keeping an eye on things and ducking in and out of the curtains when you need to yeah um, the hardest the hardest part for me is knowing when it's shoot and when it's not and and i always tend to the side of well if i don't know i'm gonna go check on them anyway because they're doing such a good job that i can't tell so and they appreciate that they come back i'm like yeah you're right they're like yeah, fine. Okay. Well, I, I didn't know you, you played off really well. Oh, cool. Thanks. You know, right. so. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more. That's the funny part about knowing some of those guys when they get, when they, like when Bishop went through, remember when he jumped off him and justice jumped off the top at, uh, Oh my God. At, at the, uh, Odeon. And, yeah. uh, and yeah. I remember texting him just being like, are you eating breakfast through a straw at this point? And they're like, nah, man, it's all good. I just could not believe that those guys made it through stuff like that. I mean, you had to, you had to be looking at it going, what, what the fuck? Like, yeah. Like, like, okay. It, they said, they told like, when we got there, I think one of them came up to me like, we're going to do something really crazy tonight, but they didn't really say what I'm like, okay, well, whatever. I'm, you know, I'll take care. Whatever happens, I'll be there to take care of you guys, you know, but I did not anticipate that that was, that was going to be what happened. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anybody did that night. I remember seeing it in on Twitter and just I I thought everyone was dead. I honestly thought they were showing a live action snuff film at that point. Yeah, it that was crazy. That was that was probably one of the craziest things and I can't believe those guys weren't more broken than they were. Incredible. Mars, you want to yeah. you want to ask some? Yeah, let's go. Uh so let's talk about some gross medical stuff. Outside, like you mentioned the worst thing you've seen in wrestling. What's some of the grossest stuff you've seen outside of wrestling? Right. So a lot of times it's people cutting body parts off, um, whether it's accidental or or at work, you know, uh, something goes wrong at work or something like that. Um, it was funny. One of the gross, it wasn't really gross, but it was a guy cut off um, four of his, his, all the four of his fingers, except his thumb in a, in a machine shop accident. And uh, when that happens, we try to collect up the, the digits because they sometimes can reattach them. And, and, you know, I don't know when they can or can't. So we, send them off with the patient to the trauma center. And we can only find a couple of the fingers. And I'm like, yeah, where the heck are they? We're, we're missing like one or two fingers. I think we we're missing two. Uh, core of my eye, I saw like a dog running around in this machine shop. Cause it was like overnight. It was like two o'clock in the morning or something like that. I'm like no. So I went over to, I followed the dog to its bed and it had the other two fingers in its bed. <laughs> oh my God. No, <laughs> That's oh, so yeah. gross. <laughs> they, weren't, they, weren't, they weren't too badly gnarled up, but they was, that was going to happen. <laughs> oh. How how long did it take you to just be okay with all of this? Um, it probably took three or four years. So I was really comfortable with my skills and and knowing that this wasn't something that I created, but it's something that I need to do my best to fix. So probably about three or four years, and then I got really started getting comfortable with my skills and my knowledge base, and and that was just through having experience and and seeing it every day and and. And just living through it. So it, it ever since then, I think it's been a little, and you always see stuff that's like, oh my God, how do people get themselves in these situations? But, but, um, I've always just had like a morbid fascination with that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know if I could actually stomach it or how long it would take me yeah. to just like see it and just be like, yeah, that's fine. And that's the fun part of the job is that every time you go on a call, it's different. 
And it's not, I'm not running the same machine every day. I'm not doing the same thing every day. I'm not making the same phone calls every day. Every time I go out, something different happens. And it's cool in the sense of I get to do, I get to challenge myself every day to, to do different stuff and to deal with different types of people that, you know, they may be more difficult to deal with because they maybe they have a chemical issue or they're, they just don't want the fire department or the police department to be there to, to, to talk to them or to try to get them to go to the hospital or, or whatever's going on. So it's, it's a fun challenge. It, it's, it is really challenging, but it's fun. It's fun to kind of see the younger people coming up, going through that same process that I was at 20 some years ago, because I can kind of help show them, look, that, you know, this, this has happened to me before. Here's what we, here's what we try to do. Here's what we try to narrow the problems down to and, and help them kind of get, get the next generation ready to go because that's kind of the role I'm in now. So that's have fun. you ever thought about uh, doing like a seminar for referees to, to like maybe get them trained uh, to an extent uh, with injuries and stuff like that? That's a good um, idea. Good question. I'd be up for it. We offered, I thought Patty, I, she was supposed to offer to come and do like a CPR class and some basic first aid stuff for the wrestling school, but I don't know that it just, it just never happened or what, but I'd love to revisit it because it's these guys go places. They're not, I don't know how many, of these independent shows have the medical person at it. Mm-hmm. it from talking to some of the guys it doesn't seem like it's that it's it's something that they all have i'll tell you in new york they have in new york they force them that's the one of the scams is they force them to have a uh oh, okay a, a doctor of their choosing the the board of their choosing mm-hmm. at the show um but not every state is going to have one yeah yeah and and it it would some of them carry a couple couple things in their bags some stuff in their bag that if they get hurt they can deal with themselves and it, it would be nice to make them understand how this stuff works and, and how, how to properly bandage yourself and how to take care of yourself. And there's nothing I hate seeing more than the guys taking someone else's blood and wiping it all over themselves. That, that always bugs me. Maybe yeah, a concussion just, protocol class for the, for the referees, right? With everything that, we're going through that, at this point. That wouldn't be a bad idea. That, that I absolutely just, yeah, wouldn't I, be a bad idea. I've always felt like as a referee, like that having that extra knowledge, I mean, shows need referees i mean they're not always going to have medical people there but if you have like some medical knowledge and you're a referee like it goes a long way and like especially like when something happens that you know in an instant in the ring yeah that may, once, maybe it could be you know once life-saving what the guys established with the referee they, they trust the referee and that they know what they're doing if they say hey man you're you're not acting right maybe you need to go get checked out they'll heed that word and maybe go get checked out and a lot of them won't but but hopefully you know if if they can be comfortable enough to say look you're you're exhibiting this this and this i think you should go get checked out hopefully some of them will and it'll make their careers uh, you know better and, and last longer and and hopefully after their careers are over whether it's successful or, or they find it successful or not they, they can still function really well in society so it's not a bad idea to get them a little bit of training i i would be all for that have you have you mar sorry to jump you real quick have you ever had um and you don't even need to name names but in this six years have you spotted anybody with like you know concussion issues brain issues and you're like oh shit i better go over there and have this conversation like immediately have you had that come up oh yeah yeah it's come up not not a lot but a couple times it's come up where a lot of times they'll someone will come to hey can you check out wrestler x he's he's just not acting right okay you know and, and we just go and have a talk and and we try to narrow down what happened or, or, or what happened that what they're feeling and what happened and, and why they're not acting right. Whether it's a, you know, if there was something did happen in the ring, maybe not that night, but a night before or something, or, 
you know, some kind of chemical thing going on or something, you know, it's, yeah, I, I appreciate when they come out and grab us and like, Hey, can you just check this guy out? He's just, he's just not acting right. Or he, he's something's wrong. He's not acting the way he usually is. So that I appreciate that because if I don't, so we get there early enough and I try to talk to most of the guys, at least say hi and, and see how everybody's doing, but we don't always get, they're usually busy too. And it, you don't get to see everybody before, before they let people in and stuff. So. I'm happy you got you and Patty are there too, because, uh, I had that, uh, issue that one show uh, that was outdoors where I got dehydrated. So, mm-hmm. uh, it was really nice to be able to, you know, get checked out, make sure, you know, it wasn't anything else that was causing an issue. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and it's nice. You think we're not just there for the, we're not just there for the wrestlers, we're there for the fans too. We're there for, for anybody that needs help. You know, you need to, your blood sugar checked. Or you just want your blood pressure checked. Or you just don't feel right. And you want to sit down and we can check you out real quick. And, and those outdoor shows are, are stressful for a lot of people because all wrestling fans like to wear dark t-shirts and it's really hot out. And, yep. <laughs> and, and, and it, it happens where they, they just start not feeling well because they're just sitting there and not drinking enough and are not drinking enough stuff that they should be drinking anyway. Right. And, and it just, it happens and, and it's not a problem to come check guys out because um i'd rather you go home safe and and at least know all right you know everything's still good or hey your blood pressure a little bit high or your your blood sugar's off let's get you something to eat and and just so that you're safe just like we want the wrestlers to be safe it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's it doesn't come up as often as helping the wrestlers but it's 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 cool to be able to 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 deal with not just the wrestlers but the, the fans that that sometimes need help too when they used to do glass tubes a lot at wrestler rager the um a couple of fans will get glass in their eye and stuff. And, and oh, that no. always, that always bugged me. Cause I don't, you know, I don't mind flushing out eyes and stuff, but it's just, it, you know, it's an unnecessary risk, but that's neither here nor there. But, um, <laughs> that was one of the, that was one of the things like, Oh my, and I, I think the next wrestler rager to the, some of the fans in the front row, I handed out goggles to them. It's kind of, Hey, you know, maybe wear these. If you see some <laughs> light tubes coming your way. <laughs> yeah. That got a little too close to comfort for me. Uh, this, this past summer. Oh, that's great. All right, March, so as a, yeah, as, a, as a listener of this podcast, you're you're familiar with the wrestling sleaze list since Jayhawks o- died only here. Only from only from uh, you guys talking about it. So since Jayhawks' absence, and I am on this podcast, honestly, the queen of sleaze. Uh, we are going <laughs> to have you pick a number. I always forget what this number is, but I have it up. I'm so prepared for this. Pick a number between one and four sixty. Give me two eight four. Two eight four. I guess I should fully explain this if you're listening to the first time. So yeah, we're going to read this off and you're going to tell us if you think it's real or not. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to say this exactly as it says. Paul Roma supposedly did favors for Pat Patterson, which resulted in the Young Stallions, haha, getting a push. (laughs) I had to get the chuckle in there. It specifically says there's a chuckle. All right. All right. If they got a push, it wasn't very good. Right? <laughs> then, like, I don't ever recall them being, I'm going to say no, because I don't ever recall them getting any sort of viable push where they were, I would have said, wow, they really got good faster. They're really racking up some wins. So I'm going to say no. All right. <laughs> the lack of push is what saved this rumor being true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, believe, I believe that could have happened. I just believe in their case, it did not happen. <laughs> well, if it was just a small push, maybe he wasn't very good at his favors. That's all. I mean, I sometimes guess. you got to bring your A game, and if you're yeah. not bringing it, it's not that important. A, you're not gonna a get push that may just point. have been a, a shot at the tag titles at that point. I guess. I guess <laughs> it's possible. I'm still going to go with no. I'm going to stick with my. I'm stick with my reasoning because I didn't see anything, and I was a 
big wrestling fan then, and I don't think that they got a good, any kind of push that I remember seeing. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me ask you something. By the way, you you mentioned you were an ECW fan. Who were you? Who are you? Who are you keyed in on back in the uh, in the nineties? Were you watching um, the shows? From uh, on MSG Network that I used to get I, at three o'clock in the morning. I we could not get that channel uh, out here. So you know I what's would funny, rely... but but you know it's funny the the Dolans own Cablevision, so mm-hmm. Cablevision was in New York. I assume you guys have Cablevision in in we, yeah Ohio, we have Cablevision yeah right yeah. So yeah. like you would I wondered why uh, uh, ECW was always didn't people in Ohio didn't get a chance to see them because they were always run yeah. on Cablevision on at like three o'clock in the morning or something. Yeah. and I didn't know it. Um, I, they, I don't remember them ever playing it before. Um, it was on TNN. Uh-huh. Um, Who was your guy I, when you were, when you were watching them? I really liked Raven. I liked Sandman. Uh, Sandman's entrance was just unreal. Yeah. Um, the, the, uh, the whole Dudley concoction, Spike Dudley, sign guy Dudley. Dances with they, Dudley? Uh, yeah. They could just, they could piss off a crowd like I've never <laughs> seen. And yeah. I just, I ate that up because I thought that was fantastic. So those are my favorite guys. And I like I was a smaller guy. So I, I appreciate like Dudley throwing himself around all over the place and, and Mikey Whipwreck and, and that. So remember so when Spike had a girlfriend and Mike awesome just beat the shit out of both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yes. I, I couldn't get it. Mike awesome was, was good. I, I love Mike awesome. He was, he was just, he just, that's what, if I had to draw a wrestler, it would look like him. But I think we took him for granted a little bit back in the day. I remember seeing him. I think he was more, he wasn't like early 90s, like Shane Douglas, Bam Bam Bigelow, Taz, ECW. He got there closer to the end of the run. Because he was in Japan uh, for for a lot of that, 96 and stuff like that. Now, as adults, we give him a lot more of his flowers. But I don't think in the late 90s, early 2000s, anybody gave that man any enough credit for how absolutely amazing he was yeah. and what could have been. It's the like same. Him, him and Bam Bam would be cleaning up on the indies right now. If they even just doing like signing tours, they would be cleaning up. Like yeah. PCO tours. Imagine mm-hmm. they, they go out. If him and Bam Bam were still alive doing doing tours like PCO at like a Janela spring break. Can you imagine Mike Awesome just picking up like Marco Stunt three years ago and throwing oh him gosh. through like just putting him through a brick throwing wall. him into the crowd yeah. like he did yeah. the spike. He could yeah. have thrown him so far. So far. Bam Bam would have thrown him further, I think. That would have been He would have insane. probably had a competition if you could throw him further, and he would have loved it, too. He would have thought that was the greatest. I, yep. I mean, I, I, I'm always fascinated, especially with the older, as you know, older guys like us, like how ECW kind of shaped fandom for even the most casual fan if you were a WWF guy in the 90s, late 80s, and then all of a sudden, I just remember, and we talk about it all the time, just it was that underground feeling of like, what in the world is this? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of Ohio guys, especially um, you guys out there, Thorne and all his guys, I feel like they have a different, the, 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 the level they put ECW on is so amazing because that's exactly how I felt back in the day. And it's almost like it's, it's it just feels right. Like you must have been so amped up to see Fonzie in 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 AIW. Yeah, that was that was so cool because I was able to relate it to my kids. I'm like I'm like I had to show them a match. Um, I picked a couple matches off YouTube that like he just blew that whistle the entire match, mm-hmm. and the stuff he would do as as a, a manager was just unreal. And and he just he was he was amazing for what. He brought to the, what he brought to Rob Van Dam or Taz or, or, 
or Sabu, whoever he was managing at that point. Yeah, whoever he was managing, he brought so much to their to their character in that, and you just nonstop with that whistle the whole match, and you could hear it, and it was. And my kids were like, oh my god, he really did blow out the whole match. I'm like that's that's so, how it was. <laughs> so you're sitting with him while you while he blows his eye out or whatever it was when he gets his cuts over. He always goes for the same eye too. I feel like, but he, he, you're yeah. you're with him. How surreal is that for you? Like going, oh shit, look what I'm doing right now. That's yeah, that was that was really cool. And 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 I I don't want anybody to get hurt. But when a guy like that that was a pretty pretty big influence on on my growing up for one reason or another um you know i can help help them and they they appreciate it that every time i see him i i i can't talk to him enough and and it's cool that like i can i leave there and i think i pinch myself because it's like fonzie knows my name it's great <laughs> like that's cool that's the greatest thing you know that's like i like i feel like stuff like i had to talk with razor ramon for like 10 minutes before the doors open i'm like that's awesome you know that yeah. was, that's amazing like talking to like the last show talking to Chavo girl for a few minutes um he was he was it was funny because he was he was all you know that i talked about the signing table and we just said hi and they one of the students said you know he's our medical guy and stuff and he looks at me he goes hey you got ice can i get ice i'm like ice packs he's like yeah i'm like yeah i got i could probably cover your whole body in ice packs i have tons <laughs> of ice packs he goes i was at a show once and i needed ice because i tore my bicep and the, the doctor that was there didn't have any ice packs like we're good dude i'm like <laughs> tear away dude you're fine yeah, i hope you don't get injured but if you do i'll take care of it no, no problem there but um like like little things like that like that's my, my kids know what they look at they look at me like oh god he's going to be talking about this for the next week so do you bring them to the shows they want to come how old do they, they? want to come uh person's 26 and sydney's 22 oh so they're older now okay yeah, so yeah yeah um, you should have them show up to a show i i mean i think they come to they come to they Sydney comes to every show. Kirsten comes to most of them. That's uh, amazing. They, they love coming. They love they love seeing. They have their favorites and and they just they enjoy it. They don't they don't enjoy it when it gets real bloody as much, but they they enjoy the shows and they they look forward to it. Then we we'll go to like Gauntlet or something, and they'll we'll be picking who we think is going to win, who's going to be last four in the ring. We'll do Jaylet. We do brackets for it and stuff. And if there's a surprise guest, we'll you know. We'll pick who we think it's going to be, and we 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 they get into it, and it's it's cool to be able to share that with them. Does it so like coming from yeah like a, a parent side like you know my daughter's only eight, but I've taken her to you know to, she's been to twenty shows in the last you know however many. There's just something so innately fun and right about taking your you know experiencing that with your kid. I yeah. don't. My yeah. dad used to do it with us, and like, but that feeling of. I don't know. She went her first show. She like lost her mind. Like she couldn't believe this was a thing, you know? And like, yeah, it, yeah. there's just something so valuable, especially with you. You also protect these guys. So your kids are older, but you know, there's a respect level there to see like, Hey, my dad takes, we go to the shows together, but he also makes sure that these guys are able to walk the next day. Basically. Yeah. There's yeah, gotta and, be a, and- a sense of a good sense in that. It's cool because a lot of the wrestlers will recognize them and say hi to them and stuff, and they 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 like that. They, you know, they they appreciate that. And then when I'm gone for like half an hour or something, dealing with someone, they know when I get back, it's going to be okay. We got to catch you up on what you've been missing. So they got to pay attention and they they got to know what's going on and they know what the moves are and stuff. And they'll they'll sometimes on backstage they'll text me during the next match like, hey, I know this is surprising, but Josh Fish is bleeding again. You know, so just stay <laughs> back there because <laughs> oh, so, uh, you know they they. 
I like that they get into it and it's fun that, that they want to be part of it and go with me and I'm not, I'm never forcing them to go. They always want to go. So um, it's just cool to be able to share that with them and, and have those moments when maybe in, in their twenties, maybe you shouldn't be hanging out with your parents as much, but it's cool that they want to go to stuff like that. Um, that's awesome. I really, I really value that time with them. So that's awesome. That that's extreme. That's exactly what I think too. A lot is, is how valuable those moments can be, especially for, you know, as a parent and, just doing that but wrestling does that it seems to bring people from everywhere together whoever just enjoys it seems to enjoy it and that's that so yeah 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 then they 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 have their favorites and they have the people that they don't care for and i we we debate that we talk about that like, don't you <laughs> like this guy and they're like oh, i just I, he just annoys me or i just don't like his ring character or something okay you know i get it that's that's i'm like you're you're supposed to hate this guy you're not supposed to hate you know you're supposed to boo this guy so so they they get into it and that's fun that's awesome. We got some voicemails. Let's do oh, it. Really? Wow. People actually called in. All right. Yeah. Hello. No one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. All right. Uh, let's see. I got to share the screen. The host has disabled participant screen sharing. Way to go, host mommy. Oh, Marcy. I told you I brought this up as a problem. You're like, oh, no, it's fine. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> Figure it out. Advanced sharing options. All participants. There. I did it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay. Now be a good boy and play the voicemails. I'm going to try here. <laughs> All right. First up is uh, uh, Eric Taylor. Hey, Indie Wrestling Guide. It is future too bright. Mr. 2023 JT Lightning Invitational winner, Eric Taylor here. I saw that you guys are having Wes Barkley on today, and I couldn't help but <laughs> ask, where's my intense title shot, buddy? Huh? I beat the dog shit out of you, sent your ass packing in the first round, and I get no title shot. And I think that you're ducking me, and I think that you're scared. So what do you have to say about it, huh? Jeremy, your response. First of all. <laughs> First of all, I'll speak for Wes Barkley on this, Eric Taylor. If it comes down to a title match, there's no way you will ever beat Wes Barkley for that title. You're just, you're not there yet. So maybe come back in a couple of years, kid, when you, you've got, got a little bit more, a little more, a couple more moves. But Wes Barkley in a title match, you, you beat him at Jalet. I agree. Was it, was it, a, you know, was it through nefarious means? Yeah, there was a little bit of cheating going on there, but that won't happen again. Wes will not let you defeat him for that title because you're not ready. <laughs> I got to say that was more succinct than some of the stuff that Wes <laughs> talked about last week. I've been doing promos in front of my mirror for 40 years. You don't think right. I can handle it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh. All right. Up next is the other JB. Oh, sweet. The other JB. Like I see the other JB here. So um, I unfortunately don't know as much about our guest this week, Jeremy, but he's on the medic staff, so I would imagine that he has seen his fair share of the of blood um, due to, um, well, the nature of some of our favorites, um, Dillinger being among them. I'm sure that there's been discussion on him this episode. So, um, going along with blood, it is October 1st. So horror movie season is in full effect, and this is going to be a little bit of a curveball, but um, which of the notorious slashers do you think, in theory, 
or in conception would likely have the best porn parodies. Um, I think that um, probably the best ones that you could get would probably be um, probably Michael Myers. Um, Jason's too wet. Um, Freddie would be too annoying. And um, yeah, I don't think you'd be able to do it with Chucky. Maybe Ghostface might be a good one, but he might be a little bit too annoying too. All right, let me know. Jigsaw. Porn <laughs> parody. What I the- think you could do the most with the Jason mask, though, because you could you could do a lot with it. I agree that Chucky, you know, you eh, it might be inappropriate a little bit, but I think you could do the most with the Jason mask ones. Wait, I'm, slow I'm, down, slow down. Porn <laughs> parody? Is that what we just asked? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Get, get with the time, John. Did you not? Did you not listen? No, I need to think this through now. Porn parody. Okay, um, so I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna cheat for mine. <clears throat> But I guess he was in the, the Silent Hill movie. It's Pyramid Head. It's Pyramid Head. He's so fucking hot. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't it be Pyramid Head? Uh, that's an, Marcy, that's a good one. Silent uh, Hill references all across this podcast, yeah, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I got to think of a, a good horror movie. Then. Maybe, Maybe a dog is controlling this podcast the whole time, and it's not me. What about oh, Cabin boy. in the Woods? Anybody from that, that, there you go. You got the whole setup, the whole thing. Kind of like, uh, um, what was the movie with, uh, with Maxine and that's going to be Maxine and all the other things that I missed. Pearl. And what was the other one? I know what you're talking about. I can't, I don't know. X. It was just called X. X. Yes. So it's like that. Like they have Cabin in the Woods, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, up next is Zach. Hey, the indie wrestling guy, Zach here. Uh, question for y'all for this week. Uh, a couple weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, a couple years ago, there's a lot of people signed for the indies, and um, I was curious to know what y'all thought. Who kind of surprised you with like how good they're doing right now, and also who are you kind of like bummed out that they're not getting as much attention as you think they should? Not necessarily a fault on their own, but uh, I have to be honest, I'm blown away that uh, Wheeler Yuta is Arcuta is doing as amazingly well as he is, and then. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm just disappointed I don't see Bear Country. I really like them, and I thought they were great uh, on the indie. So I wish they were used more. So, all right, y'all. Take care. Bye. In this order, Dan Housen, Ethan Page, and Lee Moriarty, they but, all need to be used more. But I was he about said, to say, Lee, said, Lee Moriarty, more time, more time on TV. Yeah, but he also so said, good. who are you surprised, like, from years ago that are now making it? So Dan Housen, definitely, if you saw Dan Housen in his first appearances, with the dumb uh, spike in his mouth and he was the stagehand or whatever, yeah. you would have never, ever thought that he would become the Simpsons Conan O'Brien Danhausen that he is today. It it it's no there's nobody even close than the meteoric ascension of Danhausen. Maybe Orange Cassidy. Maybe. If you saw Orange Cassidy five, six, seven years ago when he was Fire Ant and Orange Cassidy, if you thought he was gonna be the face of AEW, I mean Maybe those, but there's no one who touches the rise like Danhausen. Yeah, and I, I think we're still waiting for Danhausen to be healthy long enough to get a good run of him to see what they're what they can do with him to make him a, a bigger star. Because I think the sky's the limit for him. And, and once he is healthy and back again, I can't wait because he's he's so good and so entertaining that that win, lose or draw, he's he's just amazing to watch. And and to think that, like you said, we saw him years ago when he had the he was chewing on a bolt or whatever he was doing with the, with the production. And, and now he's, 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 you know, he's big time. And, yeah. and when he came out from under the ring at that AEW show in Cleveland, we, well, I was there and that was, that was huge. 
which because no, I, I didn't, I didn't never, I didn't know he was going to be there. But that was but the pop from the crowd was amazing. Just the fact that that many people knew him. Yeah, I uh, I was so upset that I wasn't there for that. Uh, I had a feeling like I was like, watch, watch him debut at this show that I didn't go to, and then he did, and I'm like, well, had that coming. You played yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, if you know what, even Eddie Kingston, I mean, he was. He was, you know, if you told me five years ago, Eddie Kingston was going to be the ROH champion and the New Japan Strong champion, would anybody have said, yeah, that's the guy? I mean, I mean, going back and watching st- like his matches from AIW now, like his main event from Absolution in 2019, um, him and Tom Lawler, I believe, for the absolute title, like that match is on a different level now. And I respect it so much more like watching after watching like King's road stuff in Japan and getting like the style that he was doing, like those matches make so much more sense. And like all the little subtle things make so much sense now uh, that didn't make sense before to me. And I thought they were just like long drawn out matches, which was fine. And I enjoyed them, Mm -hmm. but I enjoy them now for a whole different reason, because I get all that stuff. It's so cool. And I think Tom Lawler might be one of the guys that I would, consider as one of the guys that i would expect would be at that level and just isn't yet for whatever reason that that is um because he's some bad breaks man if he would have had that match with adam cole he'd be there he's so entertaining and he he brings so much to the ring and and he's i'm selfish though i don't want to lose him i want him to be a little i don't either uh all the little crazy characters he plays it's just the best like life what a life was great by the way like literally what a life this guy he he goes from you know, being in the house in uh, in Ultimate Fighter to, you know, I don't know how many fights he had in the UFC, eight, maybe. I mean, that's a lot. He did all of his intros. You could tell he was influenced by wrestling. He gets out of UFC and just kills it on the indies and in Japan. I mean, it's pretty meteoric for him, too. I mean, he wasn't – how many guys when in the UFC that people took – even back when he tried to break in? took anything that MMA guys did seriously if they were coming to wrestling. Besides Ken Shamrock, everybody went through Bob Sapp's nonsense in Japan. They went through, um, you know, uh, Dan Severin was in the end, got the NWA title or whatever. But how many MMA guys really, besides those, a few of those guys would ever be that like, oh my God, like this is, Lawler's been through a lot and he's got to a pretty big point where people take him seriously if you would call his name, you know, even the, and you know he is because in Japan, when they announce him, the people go crazy. So they know exactly, you know, he just hasn't gotten that moment here, but he'll get it. He'll get it eventually. Yeah. I think, I he think deserves, AEW is his path. He deserves the bigger stage. Yeah. I, don't, I think that's going to best serve him in AEW. Cause I think they already kind of know him a little bit. And mm-hmm. even if he had got to come to the ring of honor, I think, and, and I think he has a little bit already, but I, as a more regular contributor there. I yeah. Think, he did. Think, he did MLW. I mean, the yeah, filthy MLW, Island yeah. stuff with Dom and all those guys on MLW TV was actually awesome. It was a shame mm-hmm. that that didn't get, you know, didn't go through a lot longer, but he's yeah. been, he's, he's gone a long way. There's, there's a few guys on the Indies, but let, let me ask you, Jeremy, before we wrap things up, who do you like the best? Who's your favorite wrestler right now in the Indies? Um, I, I think, I think I love Josh Bishop. I love Wes Barkley. Um, whether it's together or apart, I think they have the most upside. I love watching the development of guys like Eric Taylor and um, um, the young guys like that, that were selling hot dogs a few years ago. Uh, Members only are other guys that I just, you can see them progressing. You can see them get more comfortable, more confident in the ring. And it's, it's, it's going to be great in the next few years to see where they go because it's, they're only going to get better. 
but I think like, like right now, I think like Bishop's ready to go. I think a guy like Isaiah Broner, I'm actually surprised Isaiah Broner's still around because he's just a huge guy that you would think some one of the bigger groups would just suck up like crazy because he's just a huge dude and he's a, a, an amazing wrestler. But um, I, I like I like seeing those guys and I like seeing the guys progress like the the group the group from Fresh Meat now that we just had. There's a lot of and last year's Fresh Meat guys. Those there's a lot of good guys in that group. Sam Holloway and 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 those guys they're they're gonna be really good. And I don't know how long they're gonna be around for, but I hope that they stick with it and I hope they just they just keep progressing because you look at guys like members only and you just see how far they've come in just a couple of years. And those were weird years because they were COVID years and they've still yeah. come a long way. But um, it's just, it's cool to see those guys progressing and they probably still have a few years to go. But, but um, I think, I think a lot of these guys are going to be, are going to be making it and, and it's going to be fun to see that. And I'm going to miss them if, when they leave, but it's going to be fun to see them wrestling on, on, on TV all the time. I love Big Sam. I want to adopt him and have him live in my home. That's how much yeah, I like, like that dude. He's such a nice guy, and, and he, <laughs> he's come so far. Like your guys' interview with him, your first interview with him, he sounded real nervous and scared. And then his second interview, he's like a whole different person. And I'm like, wow, he really sounded good in that second interview. And I tried to mention it to him at one of the shows. I'm like, you really sounded, you really came a long way from that interview, and he, he really appreciates hearing that stuff because I don't, I don't know if people tell them that stuff or not, or if they just make fun of them or what they do. But you know, when I see something that I can tell they've made progress. I like to tell them because it, they like to, I think they like to hear that people are listening and, and paying attention to their careers and, and they're on the right track. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I honestly, I really appreciate you coming on tonight. I know we, we were excited to have you and you know, your I'm honesty and, and telling us about, you know, all these things at this point, why don't you give us some plugs? If you have any, if you have a Twitter, you want to, you know, plug if anything, I'm ski two eight four on everything. Um, just, this weekend aiw is at the, the tadmore shrine in akron so yep. come on out and watch it's going to be a great great event um I, I can't wait to get there and, and meet the boogeyman who is one of the guys i never thought i'd get to actually meet because he yeah. kind of scared me a little bit when he was around but but i'm looking forward to it so um come out to aiw and and if you see me in the crowd just come over and say hi or if you need anything or if you, you you know you're not feeling well or something come over and say hi to me and patty and if you're lucky enough maybe patty will take your picture with her you know that's, that's that's the measuring stick for how important it is. And but uh, did you guys say hi to Patty at the beginning of the show? We sure she, did. She, yep, she of loves course. That. She loves that. So so, but uh, um, yeah, just come out to AIW and and thank you guys for the opportunity. I appreciate it. I didn't know if you I had much to say, but it's cool to be interviewed by you guys, and I, I really appreciate the the time you guys gave me. So well, we, we did see great. You Saturday. You did great. It was great. Yeah, and I'll see you in November at Hell on Earth. But okay. um, I will be we, there. Uh, we really appreciate it again. Thank you. Mm-hmm. No problem. My pleasure. Mars, plugs. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, OnlyFans, and Blue Sky at eGirlFanboy. On November 15th, I will be making my DJ debut at Dunlaps in good old Cleveland, Ohio for Transgiving. So I'll have more info as that comes out, but be sure to check it out. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at jgold 12 Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us. And our Twitter handle, X, whatever, IWGuide1, and Slayer. the YouTube page, and the Patreon, patreon.com backslash the Indie Wrestling Guide. In- IW Guide is what it is. Patreon.com backslash IW Guide. Don't forget about the merch store. Over at BrainBusterTees.com, we have all these awesome new ideas coming, these new logos. 
we put something on Twitter. It's the IWGP belt, but it, I mean, IWGP, it, it, um, um, it works. Indie wrestling guide podcast. Uh, it looks incredible. That oh, looks really it looks good. Awesome. And we're going to come out. We had some, we have some insider scoops. We're going to see some great sweatshirt designs. We have a whole bunch of stuff. Stan from Burlington, all those things. Listen to our podcast friends at odds with wrestling. The card is going to change X over and Hiya Bussy, a wrestling adjacent podcast. Don't forget about our other friends, JCP Designs, the official graphic designer of the Indie Wrestling Guide. He is the the man. The logos are outstanding. PWPonderings.com, Time Capsule Toys, Toy Hio, Rubber City Toys, Big Starks brand, Set Tab Photo, even though Ed is a snitch. Michelle Carter and Jose Rodriguez Photography, AJ Small Photography, Sick Things Clothing, Angry Lemonade, and Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, the best barbecue in Ohio. That's all I got. Quote. Uh, and to quote Chuck Taylor, how do we know guys were tough before they had those cupping bruises all over them? Support <laughs> independent wrestling. Later. Later. I'll do my hell. Let me do this for others. Later, dweebs. <laughs> or did he say dorks? I forget. I've already forgot. I think he says oh, well. dweebs. Yeah, I got yes. it. Nailed it. Later, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be flying first class, I don't sell no block I can tell how you talk, you ain't never been shot I can tell how you move, you ain't never been Fairs did a sweet, everybody finna talk When it come down to me, I'ma take my own turn I ain't going back to jail, I done came too far I'm a real life star Less they got 35 racks for a nigga, I ain't going in the bar Before I take a bitch home, I'll fuck her in the car Can't drop her ass off, cause I live too far Before I made it off rap, I was running up the car Niggas still can't believe that I made it on the chart Never graduated school, but I'm brand new car Red key, push a button, tap the gas when it start yeah. 2000 for the jeans, no, all these ain't a mirror We the richest young niggas in the whole fucking city Watch this bitch get litty. Yeah. Got the city on lock, run this bitch like Diddy. Yeah. You can call me Glock or call me Blicky. I don't fuck with rats, no stewards, no Mickey's. 300 racks on the chain, no pendant. Got a billion dollars on my mind and I'ma get it. Been getting to the money, I don't plan no quit. Hey, what's her name died and they said I did it. I'll take a nigga bitch and give a big like I ring. I just hopped in my bag and it's just the beginning. We don't fuck with that block, so you know we gon' spend it. Don't care about the ticket, my nigga, I spend it. Still be in a trap, that shit open like Denny's. Championship ring on my pinky, we winning. Probably said on, but it look like some dicks. You know I'm that nigga, my bitch got them bitches. I keep 